and we're back. The Duran Show. Mitchell, Matt, how are you guys doing? We're doing good. <laughs> Silence, Matt. Matt <laughs> I was like, he's I was still like, thinking. Throw, I was thrown off because it's like you purposely <laughs> kept Mitchell from saying it's going. <laughs> Smart. I like it. <laughs> Set him up. I'm trying to make the intros a little more uh, unique, I guess. <laughs> if you listen, I was skipping through. Actually, this is something that happened to me uh, last week. I was skipping through some of our episodes because I wanted to listen to a bit, and I couldn't remember which one it was. And I clicked on one, two, three, and I heard like the exact same intro for all three, but in a slight different pitch. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is annoying. Yes. Can't tell which episode is which. Yeah, um, that's we're, we're vague that way. It's it's good that you did that though, because I cringe every time I give the same answer. I I say it and they're like, oh no. <laughs> I wonder if I just sit there and spam through all of our little episodes. If that counts as like listen or views or <laughs> I, can just, I can self boost. Look guys, we got ten listens this week. Oh, that was me. I scrolled through. <laughs> Those are all me. <laughs> Misclicked too many times, but so good. Cool. Uh, smaller discussion tonight really focused on uh, some list building ideas I had, a concept I had, and that kind of branched off to a broader discussion we are having about um, different alliance combos that we wanted to kind of dissect a little bit. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in. And my crazy idea uh, that I had, I've had it for a couple months now, and I've played a few test games, and I'm trying to find a way to make it work consistently, and that is King Alessar, from the Minas Tirith Gondor list, allied with Gandalf the White on Shadowfax. So it is the two heavy hitters. It's the two 240-point heroes, what, 480 points of heroes. And how does that actually work? And I've only played it at 800 points so far. I have an idea at 750. And I think everybody has lots of ideas with 1,000 points because it's a lot easier to get those big two hitters in there. But So really, I'm, I'm focused on 800 points. Um, and I'm not going to go through the entire list because it's super quick, but basically it's Aragorn, Gandalf, two warbands. Both of the warbands are maxed out. 33. Uh, they're, yes, 33 total warriors, so 35 models in the army, including the two heroes. They are, I think I bring four Knights of Gondor. I could be messing that, but that count by one. Four or five Knights of Gondor, and then the rest are just spears and shields, Ministerial soldiers. So no elite, no elite troops, a few knights with lances for additional mobility, and then Aragorn mounted, Gandalf mounted. So it is the most bland list possible. I'm trying to paint him up with a cool snowy theme to make him look cool. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the concept of the two big heroes... It seems bland, but I have watched you play this, and I've been trying to wrap up a counter for it. And it's actually fairly difficult, too, because you have this massive defense seven shield wall that doesn't care, you know. And then you have Aragorn and Gandalf doing what they will. Like, there's there's no stopping them whatsoever. So it's, it's well, uh, pretty potent. What I, what I would like to do is give you guys a little bit of background on why I wanted to build the list and then how I've kind of play tested it a few times and then basically have you guys tear it apart, critique, call out weaknesses, call out basically what am I going to run into? I've only had a chance to play a couple games, so what do I have to look out for and uh, what, some, what obvious pitfalls are, mm-hmm. are about to hit me? So Perfect. Uh, the background's really easy. 
it's because I love Aragorn. He's like my favorite character in the game. I never get to play with him because I never play armies with Strider until I just recently played the the Army of the Dead. So that was fun. But Aragorn is a character in the movies, the books, and in the game. By far my favorite model. Uh, he's just so expensive. It's hard to play with him consistently. He's almost an army in, in and of himself. But uh, yeah, Alessar, an absolute beast. And he's an absolute beast that can be worth about 25 points if he runs up against magic with only three will. So very easy to get immobilized out of the game, transfixed out of the game. Um, and honestly, even uh, drain courage out of the game. If you if you have a ring wraith with lots of will, a ring wraith, an Angmar combination where it's a, a, a barrel white with paralyze or drain courage, you, you can almost be neutered that way as well. So my thought was, how do I play with Aragorn and and not have him potentially be wasted in a, in, a, in a tournament series? So the obvious conclusion within his list is Gandalf the White because Gandalf the White brings Fortify Spirit. There are some other options with spellcasters. You could drop the Lady of Light in as a convenient ally. But I really like the Gondor army bonus, plus one Courage. I really like it because it makes... Aragorn, Courage 7. I think Gandalf's either Courage 7 naturally, so he'd go up to Courage 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's one of the few that does that, yeah. So he would go to basically Fearless. Um, all of my Warriors... The big thing is the Warriors, because if, if I'm if i playing with that few models that are not elite, if I get to end game and my two heroes get tied up for whatever reason, I can't have even more guys running away. So Courage 4, a lot better for me than Courage 3. Because Gandalf doesn't have Aura of Command, correct? No. That's one of the few spells he doesn't have? Okay. It would be amazing if he does have Aura of Command. That that would be, yeah. Well, it's more thematic to go with Gandalf than Lady of the Light anyways. So, points on theme. Yeah, and and honestly, I think Gandalf will, maybe to get into it, I think Gandalf's amazing. And I don't think he's lacking in his combat abilities or combat potential. So, anywho... That's that's the background. Um, the play style and maybe some of the strengths that I've noticed before we jump into specific critiques, the army moves incredibly fast. So first turn is always, if you're up against a shooting army, you've got blinding light, so you're not worried about getting shot off the board. Uh, Aragorn calls free heroic marches. So I think what people don't realize is Shadowfax is 12 plus 5. So Shadowfax has a 17-inch move range plus Gandalf's spell range. So from turn 1, I have the potential to move forward and Sorcerer's Blast a model into Hero's Horses and knock everybody prone. So people's cavalry model, the deployment usually looks weird if they're thinking that far ahead. Uh, If you're shooting... Or if you're if you're trying to deploy on an objective base, so I played actually with this small force two objective base scenarios, and if they deploy segregated, I have the ability to pivot and run towards a single warband to try and wipe them really quick uh, with incredible speed. Because again, Aragorn, Gandalf, and the four knights of Gondor, or knights of Minas Tirith, all moving 15 inches. Uh, Aragorn in combat's amazing. Fight six elven weapon he's killing comfortably he's killing two to 
five people a turn because I'm always hero combating. The, really, the the only strategy that I have played so far is just get Aragorn into combat as soon as possible and just combat, 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 combat. And Gandalf is floating eight or nine inches behind with the ability to a Sorcerer's Blast uh, additional people away or uh, command or do something to help uh, Aragorn not get piled on. Hero counter, I guess. So, And then the, the Ministry of Warriors run for objectives and try not to die. So, Yeah, and with Shield Wall, the, the lower model count, you can set that up where that doesn't become a problem because your Minas Tirith warriors at strength three, yeah, they will get a few kills, but really their job is just to block and make sure Aragorn's not getting overwhelmed and trapped. Especially at fight three too, yeah. So what do you guys see as the big weaknesses to this? Obviously we've talked about the strengths. What would you be scared of? Because Marcus, what was your points level? Was it 750 or 800? 800. 800? So this is a Nova style list what's what would you not want to see right now with this setup um monsters and uh, fight seven monsters or maybe i'll just make that more general anything with multiple fight seven uh models because that would force me to strike and by striking that reduces the amount of heroic combats i can have yeah, well, I guess it multiple being the key, because if it's just one, then you can probably get a transfix or a compel off with Gandalf, so. Yeah. Okay. One thing I'm seeing is you said you want to hero combat every turn with Aragorn, um, using that free point of might, potentially. Uh, I worry about you running out of might, since you're committing all your free points of might to hero combats, and you do need... Uh, to move first with Gandalf and Aragorn every single turn. So I could see six points of might. Yes, you have your free per turn that you could use that and just not call a hero combat if you run out of your six. But if you if you channel a spell with Gandalf, that's five now. If you decide to hero move with Gandalf a couple other turns maybe, yeah, that buys you two. But you really need might for Aragorn in case he botches a roll. Yeah, he has his banner for himself. But I could see might being somewhat of an issue even though you have Aragorn. Because your strategy is so dependent on your hero combats, so yeah, it's a great call out. So, and to be more specific, the general formation that I tried with a few of my games is Aragorn is cannonball for the enemy, Gandalf floating six inches behind. So Gandalf would always have the ability to call a heroic move and support Aragorn. Gandalf, the way when I've played, I have usually channeled one to two spells a turn, so that gives me one move from Gandalf. In the turns that I don't have priority and can't win it, I actually don't call a heroic move. And I let Aragorn fight straight up uh, because if I can position him well, I'm not going to let him get trapped. It's going to be charged. If I'm fighting infantry, two people fighting against me, and he actually just tank. He doesn't get the charge on that first turn. He's still rolling three dice base, and his banner affects himself, so I get four dice even when I'm not charging to win the combat. And then I can hero combat into a uh, a charging, get my knockdown bonuses too, or bounce back and, and kind of retreat to safety a little bit so I can set up the next turn. So really you're not using Gandalf at all as a combating hero. He's way out behind. He's never in threat of being charged. So therefore you don't really need to charge with Aragorn because so you, you're not really worried about Gandalf being charged and preventing him from using his magic. 
until I, and I guess I've, I, again, I've only played a few games, so I'm sure there'll be an exception to this, but I keep Gandalf super passive until I run out of might with him. And then as soon as I run out of might with him, then he charges to a flank for combat. Cause then he gives me the uh, knockdown. He makes a ministerial, he adds lots of, um, adds lots of attacks to the roll and he's got the strength five. So it's, it's really nice to start pressuring the edge. Cause if I, if I get to the edge, get a kill and then win the following priority, he can then bubble into the back line of the enemy and be behind everybody. Now I do this, this won't come as a surprise cause you guys know might is something I try and build way too much in, but I agree with Mitchell because the whole reason you're bringing Gandalf, the the way you started this list was you want to be able to protect Aragorn against magic. So if you face an Angmar, you're going to channel Fortify Spirit. Yes. Okay, so you're down to Gandalf having two right off the bat, points of might mm-hmm. left. Aragorn is a might machine, so this will sound weird. But the fact of the way you're going to play this... I don't know that your model count is number one concern. They're very hardy. My biggest suggestion would be, what would it take to get Madril in this fold? Because let's pretend you pl- you get uh, Maelstrom of Battle Deployment. You cannot afford to have Gandalf away from Aragorn. So mm-hmm. if you burn a lot of might right off the bat, you are up a creek. Having yeah. the Master of Ambush ability... And having those three points of might for 55 seems like it would be clutch. Now, I know you're – what would your model count be to, to get rid of 55 points? Drop the four or five knights, whatever it takes. I, I don't think I would drop – and it's actually um, – if I if my notes here are right, I, I'll have to go back and do the math. It's five knights, and they're 14 points apiece. Yeah. So I could drop three knights and two four. warriors. Yeah. And add in because I would want to keep two, and the reason I'd want to keep two is uh, left and right flank pressure, objective grab, and a, or a fog of war, run off and get it real quick. But do, what do you guys think about that? So I mean, I kind of like this concept. I, 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 I really like. It's really tough. It's not. I'm not writing this off. This is a good combo. I'm just trying to maximize like what would you, what problems you would encounter. And automatically, I think Matt gave a great call out for maelstroms. Could really screw this army. Um, you could, because you could obviously you'd roll for Gandalf first, and then Aragorn would have to burn whatever might he has to get to and uh, to get to Gandalf, and then just rely on his free points of might, which can work. Um, I see banner scenarios really, really hurting because now all the pressure is on Aragorn and Gandalf to get to that banner and automatically you're losing by two points. So I could see banner scenarios potentially screwing you. Um, uh, yeah, so th- those are just off the bat. I think that's a good call out for scenarios. Yeah, I had to pull up the profile for Madril, but I want to talk through these one at a time. So on the idea of Madril, three extra might would be huge. Uh, he even has March to sweet. Okay. So that would drop me again. We're plus or minus one or two models, but that would drop me functionally to 31. I'd basically drop five warriors plus add a hero back. So I'm at 31. That is super low. That's a very elite army with not elite troops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These yeah. Are like the biggest wet noodles. Um, well, and I mean, this might be stupid again, but I'm thinking, most of the time, if you break, you're giving up one point 
and assuming that you're going to break the other guy with this combo bit list. So with your courage, you're not worried about breaking per se. And with your stand fast, you'd then have a third stand fast. I just don't think, I think with everything at risk, I would worry less about giving up break points than I would about not being prepared for what Mitchell described as in a scenario where you're being outmoved or not being able to use Aragorn's might for hero combats. It's break points, but it's also objective controlling. So yeah. it, 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 it's a trade-off. You, you get the might to cover some of your bases over here, or you get the models to cover your bases over here. Um, yeah, that's, 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 true. A toss up. that's a toss-up. I do like Defense so- 7 a lot better than most other things, so low model count doesn't really worry me, because obviously you're just balling up, and you're like, okay, break through this, right? Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a tough one, because you have the free might from Aragorn, you're like, oh, might's not a problem, but you're really, really, really relying on Aragorn chomping through a lot of stuff. Yeah, and, and the times where Aragorn flubs his dice when you want to burn that might to be able to make it, okay, I am going to kill the troll. Um I don't know. And I could be overthinking it, but it's really nice to have that reserve with Madril. No matter what, you've chosen wrong. So you go without <laughs> you go without Madril and your Aragorn's gonna flop three dice rolls. And you're like, if only I had three points of might, you know. And then you're gonna go with Madril and then you're gonna lose objective games. So it like whatever whatever you choose, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. So Marcus, my last thought on this, I love the concept. I personally think what I would be scared to see if I was playing this is a force that has nothing to do with magic, that has very killy troops with plus one to wound, uh, because you're basically committing with Gandalf. And Gandalf, while he can be a good combat hero, that's not his primary purpose. I know you could do stuff with Sorcerer's Blast on a 50-50, but... Those 50-50 betray you. So I would really hate to see a Goblin Town. I would hate to see a... Uh, Gothmog's Legion, honestly. Because Gothmog's Legion with that bonus. Yes. The kind of thing Master of Battle, that would really be a pain. Because they get the Hatred Man. They get the... Yeah, that would be a pain to see. Yeah. Horn in general, I think, would be really hard. Because... So, quick math. Aragorn's going to kill, let's say, on average, three guys a turn. On a six, there's usually six to eight turns of combat. So he is somewhere between 18 and 24 guys killed just by himself. Usually that will break an army. So Aragorn's good for breaking an army by himself. And if anybody else in my force can can add on a few kills, especially early on, it can help waterfall that really quickly. Unless Aragorn hits a hero then Aragorn's going to stall for a turn because you're not going to be hero combating. So if they have a hero that can run into Aragorn in hero defense, that's going to be problems. Now, now Aragorn's really, really pressured to break the army. I agree because even though I lost the game, I played uh, Charles at the Portland tournament and I lost the game handily, but Shagrat tied Aragorn up the entire game. It was a lesser. So... Again, we're kind of all over the place, but not, my mind is racing with all these ideas you guys are throwing at me. Aragorn, have you guys ever seen Aragorn played like a coward? Because that's kind of how I play <laughs> it. Aragorn runs for the squishiest, weakest part of an army. I I, uh, I played one of the guys from uh, the Seattle scene here, and he brought an elven um, – I think it was actually a pure Lothlorien list – no, it was it was allied because it was uh, Glorfindel was his main elven combat hero, 
And he had what three three elven heroes, and Aragorn the entire game managed to dance like around each of them and never actually got into. I think he got into combat one time with one of the the big heroes. So I play him like a, a scared chicken. I don't know if that's. I don't know if yeah, that's doable troop, consistently troop, troop to avoid. It's it is doable. I mean, whatever you're if you're if you're focused on it, you can do it. Yeah. Right. The only things that would screw you is dice rolling, obviously. If they're if they get initiative every single or priority every single time, and they're they're dictating where the lines are going, then that would be a pain. But yeah, you can do it. Yeah. Another thing, so really quick to jumping back to what you guys were saying about the Maelstrom battles. If I'm rolling, I'm gonna deploy Gandalf first. Gandalf, uh, if he rolls a two or a three then I don't get to choose my opponent chooses. So I have to roll a four, five, six, or a one, a one, four, five, six. So at the worst case scenario, I would have to burn two points of might with Gandalf on his deployment. And then Aragorn, the worst case is I would have to burn one point of base. Yeah, one point of might because he gets one free plus one base, and that would guarantee me that I'd always get to deploy both warbands together. Now, here's a funny FAQ. I think I know the rule, but when Maelstrom, is that technically the move phase? So does he get his free might during Maelstrom? I think the answer is yes, because you're moving onto the board, but you guys agree with that? Yes, yes. Okay. It is a priority roll, and then you, at the end of each turn move of phase. your move phase, you, you roll for Maelstrom. Okay, cool. I love it when I'm right. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> so, okay, so get rid of that idea. You yeah, go I like the. Uh... I do. I do like your logic on the maelstrom, Marcus. You're you're right. Unless you get really really bad rolling, you know, you you probably can recover from it. And there's only three out of eighteen scenarios, and really, people hate one of them. So there's really two out of 18 you'll ever see because you'll never, unless it's a truly random tournament, you'll never see heirlooms of ages past. It's just way too. <laughs> Sucky. Yeah. So I, I am, I'm, I'm really excited for the for first time I get to play a true offensive magic based army because it's literally going to be turn one, fortify spirit, Aragorn, turn two, fortify spirit, Gandalf, Turn three, four, five, six. It's going to be banished, 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 banished. <laughs> By the end of the game, you're fortifying spirit on the knights. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Or anybody but, um, on an objective, yeah. Allow me to rant for a second or go off on a tangent. Uh, Gandalf and Shadowfax. They're two different profiles because Shadowfax is like a hero horse. Shadowfax is two will, one fate. Just Does like the Shadow White Warg. I'm assuming that Gandalf can access both of those. Oh, this has been on a talk for forever, and I always forget what what it, what came out of it. But does Shadowfax have the hero keyword in its profile? Shadowfax no, is a mount that uses the following profile. Does he it have does, the he hero? Does not. He does so not. So I think I'm, that's I'm where it differs from the White Warg. I think the White Warg does have the hero keyword, if I'm yeah, not yeah, mistaken. I think it is different because the White Warg specifically has a rule that states that Azog can use his stuff interchangeably, whereas Shadowfax does not have that. I guess he's, <sighs> Shadowfax would have to be a hero, though, if it has will. 
He has two will and one fate, but yeah. it doesn't say it. it. I'm looking at it right now. It just says Shadow Facts is a mount. And I'm going to the White Warg. The White Warg, it's got its own profile too. That's the thing. Yeah. The White Warg Infantry Hero, uh, three one one Felicite Terror Deadly Union. Is this the so, rule? Deadly, oh, that is the one. Deadly Union. As long as Azog is mounted upon the White Warg, you can you can expend either the Azog, you can expend either Azog or the Wargs store of might, will, and fate, as if they share the same profile. Oh, so it's a no unless you do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, we got to check on that, because I, I, I I, I've forgotten it already. I think maybe someone tried to, and I couldn't remember if they came out technically you could or couldn't. I honestly can't remember. Um, I don't see Shadow Facts that often, so... Um, I it doesn't make say, sense that you would if there was a special rule created for Azog in the White Warg. I think that's what it was, but at the same time, I think what the difference was is it's a model. So Shadowfax and Gandalf are a model, and Shadowfax does not have its own profile, so you're considering it one profile anyways because it's a model. And I think that's how people were getting around it because, you know, if you know, if obviously Gandalf uh, Shadowfax can resist spells, it's just can Shadowfax use his will to cast spells? That's where the the discrepancy was if you will but i i can't remember what came out of that hmm. okay so let me let me ask clarifying question so if somebody targets gandalf with a spell and gandalf is mounted they target the model they can't choose Correct. if it's immobilized they can't choose to immobilize gandalf if it's a black dart that's still targeting the model they can choose horse or rider correct okay, and so still can- shadow facts can use his will to resist it yes it's just the casting part that I know people are trying to get around with. Yeah, because two extra will on casting would be huge. If I could yeah. have, if I was base will eight with my free will per turn to cast. Yeah. So I have two will to, to protect me against uh, incoming spells. Shadowfax has... Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the Ws and I thought that was wounds. I was like, Shadowfax has two wounds? No, that's, that's will. So he's got one wound, one fate. Hmm. Now, what is interesting is Shadowfax has Courage 5, so you can dismount and keep Shadowfax on the board. Can't keep Shadowfax. Horses automatically run away. Because they have no courage. But it says specifically, mounts only wargs can test to stay around. Horses automatically run away, I think. I think Matt might be right on this. And actually, Shadowfax would be Courage. Oh, they do? Horses do have a Courage. Value. Oh, I thought horses didn't have a courage value, so I could. No, they have it. a courage value of two or three. I know for sure on my chariots they do. Um, like we we should double check that before. Yeah, I'm looking start. at a horse for Boromir. Yeah. It says courage three. Courage you're three. right. You're you're right. It doesn't say a horse though. It says a mount. I think wargs are specific that they can stay around. They might have a special rule in there. I'm not sure. Does it? When we go on a mounts, I gotta look it up now. When we look I, on the mounts, I think it yeah, calls out one. Let's look it up because I think I think you're right, Mitchell. But it's just interesting, and I do see that horses do have courage, so my okay. my point is gone. Is it the attack characteristic? Because the horses, even oh. Shadowfax has zero attacks, but Wargs have one attack in their profile. That's I think you guys are mixing the same thing, but are both right. Okay. Okay. We'll st- I'll start looking into it while you guys carry on. Separated mounts here as well. Continue on. Yeah. No, I, I want to look this up too. Mounts that have a value of zero for either their attacks or courage characteristics, such as horses or ponies, are considered ah. too timid to stand their ground and would automatically flee. So we're and both they don't have a zero attacks. So we're both right. So it's the attacks characteristics. Good call out, Marcus. 
Because yep. yep. uh, that's the difference. Because I was thinking of uh, Felbies. Felbies yeah. automatically flee because mm-hmm. they specifically call that out, which they do have a courage and attack value, but they specifically call out that Felbies automatically flee. Automatically runs away. Right. All right. Well, that's why that's you never see a Shadowfax dismount. It'd be a... It'd be a good uh, objective grabber. You just dismount and you have a 12-inch Courage 5 objective awesome? grabber. That That's what I was thinking. This no, game courage, just got broken. Courage 6. Guys, the army bonus. Army bonus. <laughs> My horse is braver than most leaders. Um, Actually, that would pay off huge against Army of the Dead. Courage 6. Yeah. 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 Courage 6. Oh, because, yeah, when they try to strike shadow facts. I like it. Well, I... I am excited to keep playing this list. I think there's a lot of... I, I need more games because hordes are going to be a, a big challenge. All mounted is going to be a big challenge. The plus one to wound is going to be a big challenge if I get into these, like, uh, Burly. I'm, I'm thinking Hearth Guard. I'm thinking African Guard. All Iron of these Hills. people that... Yeah. Yeah, all of these people that could chew through D7. Urukai, Urukai would be a problem because they have a lot of strength five captains running around that aren't like necessarily scary but hard oh, yeah. to get to. Yeah. Berserkers with two pikes to back them up. Fight four armies. That would be a big one because I'm all fight three. Yeah. yeah. The the six inch banner from Aragorn is super nice. I just I want to keep playing games because I really again this two warband ultimate drop. How fast can I just churn through all of my resources to kill as many people as possible? That's what I'm excited to keep playing through. It, it's I definitely d- a lot of pressure on your opponent. I do think you should do it, though, just to see all the Angmar meta players just get sad when they see you. We haven't uh, even engaged in combat, and the shade is out of will <laughs> from from resisting the banish. <laughs> Guys, channel banish on Golovar. Can you imagine how scary that would be? Yes. Because <laughs> the first turn March, <laughs> I, first turn March, I have what would that be? That would be a twenty-nine inch range because I think banish is twelve inches. Yeah. So it, March Golovar couldn't hide. Yeah, Golovar <laughs> couldn't hide. Um, I ran Lady of Light in one tournament for that exact reason. And I never saw Angmar, which is a bummer, but I did see Army of the Dead. So I was like, I'm taking it. So every turn I was like, that that rider goes away. That rider goes away. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. And just for the just for the sake of calling it out, I know there are different ways to kind of get the same effect. The one I've talked about was Lady of the Light. Uh, you can basically drop her in and the Lady of the Light for about the same cost as Gandalf the White on Shadowfax. I intentionally don't want to do that because one, I want to make both of these monster heroes play together. Um, I realize it might not be the most efficient. Still, the jury's still out. I haven't played them that much. Uh, but I also really like the army bonus. I think the Minister of Army bonus is hugely underrated. Um, and I don't want to give it up with the Yellow Alliance. So. Yeah, points for theme. Yep, do it. And plus, it's good to get away from everybody dropping Yellow Lady of Light now. So. Uh, yeah, it's my avoidance of what's overly popular right now. I'm so. the same way. More to come. I assume hopefully this this winter we get to play a lot more games, and then that uh, this will be my I think most played army for the next couple of months for sure because I really want to play test this. Interesting. So, anyways, on that segue of keeping pure alliances. 
that kind of leads us into the concept of what happens if you say, screw it, I don't want these alliances, I don't want the army bonus, and you get into the realm of yellow. Not red, don't want to talk about red tonight because I don't play with enough red. I don't think any of us play with enough red. But yellow, talking about ideas that we've come up with yellow alliances. Yeah, so, so are, you can't uh, say not themey because, I mean, the yellow concept is they technically existed together and some of them are themey. So you can still be themey with a yellow alliance, but no army bonuses. Mm-hmm. And the biggest example was that uh, Lady of Light that I just talked about that I took to a tournament that was with Lothlorien. So it was Collateral <laughs> in Lothlorien. That was a yellow alliance, but yes. Yeah. I, yes. it basically, my idea was I'll sacrifice that everybody gets one resistant to magic, and that way all my heroes get two resistant to magic. <laughs> that was my sacrifice. Yes. Which is still pretty effective. Yes. And I got a combat hero, a fourth combat hero out of it. The fact that she's strength four, I, I don't understand that. Because her Lothlorien true profile, that's still strength three. Yes. And unarmed. And, and so she, back when back when the war aspect first came out, she was strength three and she had a dagger. So it's kind of interesting that they switched her to strength four and still, yeah, considered not unarmed. It's a huge buff. <laughs> it is. It is a pretty huge buff. It is. It is. It, so since we're starting on the Lothlorien, Mitch, you want to walk us through the Yellow Alliance that you've played a couple times and have been working with? Yeah, uh, I I generally I'm kind of the same way. I don't play a lot of a yellow alliance. I like the theme, but at the same time, sometimes I, I I look at models and I go, I never see this played. I want to make it work. So how do I make this model work? And one of the models I did was I was looking at, and this was like I don't know a year or two ago. I was looking at Treebeard, and I was like, okay, I never see Treebeard. Okay, I want to see him played. And what was a good like pair up okay well you obviously a, a magic caster would be really really nice so i paired him with gladrill from uh lothorian you get a bunch of bonuses from doing this and the main thing is you lose some incredible army bonuses the resistant to magic to the whole lothorian army and then the immune to all magic from the ents is really hard to lose but you do gain some things by doing this you gain a fight eight legendary monster uh, so he becomes your leader. You don't have to have Gladrill as your leader. That was the big thing. With this leader, you get six will plus Marion Pippin on top. That's resistant to magic because it does work for the whole model. So you get a resistant to magic with six will fight eight strength eight leader, which even if you trap him, is still scary for your opponent because he could bludgeon. He can get into trouble. But you pair that with Galadriel, who now doesn't have to be your leader, which is great in case you get contest of champions. And then she is obviously commanding, immobilizing, blinding light, all the things that you want to do in the back, which is great. Um, and then you kind of mass fill out with Lothlorien uh, soldiers. So uh, you you do lose, um, obviously, the resistance to magic, but you gain something that I think you don't get with a pure Lothlorien force, which is killing power. So obviously, when you drop a monster in there, Lothlorien becomes a lot more scarier because now you have a monster that can hero combat, hurl down the line, or bludgeon mm-hmm. all around, or you know, rend it, your enemy leader. He can go toe to toe with even a Belrog. You know, like he 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 Treebeard's pretty good. Um, and then you get Gladril to support behind in case something goes wrong. Um, and kind of similar to what Marcus is, you're not worried about your leader getting magic or toned down. So the other thing you you're gaining, you have all these fight five elves with a battle line, which is 
awesome. You get your elven-made weapons. You get Fight Six Guards of the Gladrum Court. I can't Matt, tell you how great they are to really, really like. If you do see King Alessar opposing you, okay, I'll just give you a Fight Six Warrior. <laughs> that was actually can... one of my test games. I, I I'm gonna throw that in the what do I don't don't want to see. All these stupid pikemen were just like dancing around the back line, chasing Aragorn around, not getting into combat. And yeah, he was screwing with me. Yeah. So I add that to the list of things I don't want to see again. So you gain you gain a lot of different things, and then like to pair with that at 800 points, I think what I had was um, 36 models exactly, 36 or 37, and that's including Marion Pippin. So really, it's like 34, 35. I can't remember what the model count was at 800 points, and you, I got um, Galadriel in there, and then I was playing around with two different versions, um, either Rumil and Haldir together. Haldir didn't have his armor, but he did have a bow. That way I could maximize the models. And then the other version I did was Celeborn. And honestly, I think I like Celeborn better. Because Rumel is great, but you don't you want Rumel to go into the army enemy leader and like stall him, heroic defense for three turns, and then make him reroll. Well, you got Treebeard, so you don't really need to do that. So I'd rather have a Lord of the West who has I can't tell you how great Aura of Command is. And how that has won me games, especially if you see Angmar or uh, if you get uh, Army of the Dead, like Aura of Command is so good. But then he also has, you know, another little immobilize. He can just really annoy a troll. So, like, he doesn't need, you know, you can basically, if you see a troll or something, you can, him and Treebeard can take out just about anything. Or you have another Lord of the West that's hero combat. He's not as good. Obviously, he doesn't have the mount, but I still think he has his uses. But anyways, that was kind of the ideas of the Yellow Alliance I had. It's covering, if you take a pure Lothlorien force, you have great resistance to magic, great uh, courage, great fight six you know, elven made weapons, but you don't have a whole lot of killing power. So how do I get killing power into that? And that was put Treebeard in there. And now you have a better leader as well. Sorry, were you running Gladriel, like the the um, hero of legend Gladriel from Lothlorien? Yes. Not Lady of the Light? Not, not Lady, Lady of Light? Light. No, not Lady of Light. I don't really need it because obviously the banish is good. You get the free blinding light, but you don't need Fortify Spirit. Uh, Instill Fear is good, but what I really wanted was something to pull towards Treebeard, because obviously things are going to be running toward. Oh, you want command. command. I want command. command. I want command. Yeah. And plus, she leads 18 warriors. So when you drop a 200 point model, um, you need to maximize your warbands. So if you drop a 200 point model and a 130 point model, and neither of those can lead warriors, you don't have room for, in your warbands to lead warriors. So you need the 18. Model Bro, don't you know Halder is like a hero of super legend now? <laughs> they did change that, didn't they? <laughs> so Caliborn, Caliborn and Halder would, would no, they would get you thirty troops because they're both Valors. Yeah, but that's too many points at that point. You have one hundred and thirty for either Galadriel's. You have two hundred points for Treebeard. Now you have one hundred and fifty points for Caliborn and eighty-five points. You can do seventy-five points for Halder, but. Uh, that's like over 600 points in heroes and you have like no points for warriors at that point. So it, the way I ran it is Treebeard, Gladril, Celeborn. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were picking your, you had four heroes and you were picking your four. You're only running three total. Yes. So I had a version with Rumil and Haldir and then I swapped both of them for Celeborn because I felt like he offered more killing power. He offered uh, the aura of command and, and the four points. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or a few more Less, warriors. Okay. Yeah, a few more warriors. Yes, exactly. Hmm. Yeah, I do think he shines. He shines when he's not trying to be the the main punch in this force. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So I think that's a great example of of army that okay, that's at probably one of the extremes because most people would never want to run Fanghorn or Lothlorien without the army bonus. But when you think of how you synergize that, works pretty well because Galadriel is the big hang up for most people not taking Lothlorien because they don't want their leader to be Galadriel. You fix that and they synergize really, really well. Yeah. Now, now, Mitch, one thing I, I'm not questioning you. I think you're right, but I'm just for my sake and anybody listening. Uh, when you say that Merry and Pippin let Treebeard get resistant to magic, how does that work since they're separate models and Treebeard doesn't get cavalry? I know they throw stones and everything, but how, how does that synergize? So it's because of the same ruling for Mary on Durnhelm, but it is a model. So they do um, ride in, on Treebeard. They gain the passengers. So it is a whole model. And then they've it, they've emphasized, I don't think it was specifically FAQ'd for Mary and Pippin, but it has been specified in rules for Durnhelm and for yeah. other things that the Hobbits do give their resistance to magics if they are a passenger on a, uh, on a model. So it's so. the passenger word that... That yeah. makes that go. Because okay. they, they're considered one model at that point. And mm-hmm. a, seek, a sneaky thing that I do, Mary and Pippin are amazing to me because they're everybody forgets Mary and Pippin. One of the things that they do is they cannot be targeted while on Treebeard mm-hmm. with any magic or shooting. They just cannot be targeted at all. So Fog of War instantly becomes kill Treebeard and then kill either try to guess which Hobbit I'm, I protected. You know? Fog mm-hmm. of War or Assassination. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, assassination is you pick an assassin to kill. You're not protecting anything, so it'd be just fog of war. Because oh, prote- you get points for. I thought about that. Yeah, hey, okay. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, nobody's gonna be. Yeah, that's yeah. me over here. Mary <laughs> is my assassin. <laughs> <laughs> but they do, they do uh, count as like a sneaky, like objective grabber. So if Treebeard wanders off, and then all of a sudden you dismount both of them, that's three models on objective. You know, that's that's pretty good. And well, yeah, not they, even that. They can be huge if Treebeard gets into trouble. They can still dismount. Can they? They can still dismount in your move phase, or they can dismount just prior to, and they can prevent Treebeard from getting totally swarmed. Correct. Yeah. Body so, block. Yeah, they can dismount. They can dismount at any point during the move phase, but it follows the dismounting rules. This is a her- incredibly. I'm thinking about this live. I, this is an incredibly tanky list because with Celeborn and Treebeard, three fate heroes, you have Gladriel with Blessing of the Valor that restores fate. So you yes. have huge tanky heroes that you better kill them in one turn or two turns max. Yeah, I, I played against smart. this list. It is very tanky. I will just say watch out for keeping a nice battle line with a hurl. I learned that lesson the hard way. But uh, <laughs> I think I wounded Treebeard three times, and he just kept getting his fate replenished in that yeah. game. Yeah, I never actually got a wound on him because he just kept fading everything. Yeah, DA. Yeah, you you fail one fate. Okay, I'll just keep burning until I get it back, and then every turn, Galadriel's giving a fate back potentially. Yeah, I did think about some people have ran the mirror, twenty five points. Obviously, at eight hundred points, I'm low on model count, but at a thousand points, there is potential for running the mirror and just he runs around with the mirror. I know uh, Richard uh, up in Canada. He has done a similar, very similar to list to this. He's done a little more alliances and less themey, but it was with uh, Guaihir and Galadriel mm-hmm. and kind of the same concept where Guaihir, he has the threat range. Um, so obviously you gain movement, better, better hurls, everything like that. The, the reason why, I, yeah, the fly. Uh, the reason why I like uh, Treebeard is number one, okay, he's a little more reliable in his attacks, but 
I don't see Treebeard. And you get the six will plus resistant to magic. So I think he's a little more reliable as a leader. But um, yeah, less less maneuverable, which is a pain. It can be he can stall. I, I had a game where if you're not careful, it's kind of like similar to the Belrog. If you want him to be close to everything, but you can't at the same time, and you but you don't want him to get swarmed, but at the same time you do. So it's it's kind of a it's it's hard to find out that balance because if he if you bottle him up. He can't go anywhere, and then he's killing one guy a turn. It's like, okay, this is really frustrating. So it, it, there's some stalls to his movement. But I think he's a better, more reliable leader with always three attacks, with the strength eight, with the uh, with the, the resistant to magic plus six will. And then, like, obviously he has that threat of if, you know, if you get that person that charges in, okay, I got my leader who's striking up, and I swarm in with a lot of warriors, you better hope Treebeard doesn't win that roll-off. Because the bludgeon on your hero, going around all your warriors, like you, he can he can drop like eight guys in a turn plus a hero if depending on how many guys you charge into there. Yeah. Question. Mm-hmm. Does enchanted blades stack with bludgeoned? No, it does not. Because bludgeon is a brutal power a attack strike. and not a strike. Correct. I've Ugh. tried it. And I got called out for it. <laughs> they were like, eh, no. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm thinking channeled, channeled enchanted blades, plus one to wound on bludgeon where you're wounded on threes, you're wounded on twos, yes. re-rolling ones. Yes. Because you re-roll all failed. <laughs> That'd be that amazing. Great? That would be so good. No, unfortunately you can't. But I did think about this synergy. But it is cool and more reliable if you put it on Celeborn. Uh, because if Celeborn traps a model, and puts uh, enchanted blades on himself. That's six attacks, re-rolling all wounds. So like that's that that does pay off quite a well quite well for him putting it on himself. He's a he's a sneaky guy. Shines. He's a good number two wide receiver. I heard that today. I'm gonna use that same quote. Um, yeah, I, I like it, and I do like that it's a it's a more unique version of the the yellow alliance with Gladriel and Lothorian. Um. The movement on Treebeard, that's got to be sucky because even though he can barge, you're still giving up the fact that he's a six-inch moving monster and it's it can be much easier to bog him down and slush. Yeah, that, if, if I have to say Treebeard's biggest weakness, it's his movement. It is so with that big base and only six inches, it is a pain. Very cool. But again, three might on a monster hero. Very, very good. If you're gonna get a banner running around behind him, yes, he he can he can he can do well. And I think I, it goes also towards like when I run the Belrog, it's like the chances of you getting VPs off for wounding or even killing my leader very very slim. And I like that. I like preventing VPs to my opponent. You're basically shortening the game because if you take two or three of the objectives off, no, not two or three. If you take one or two of the objectives off the off the the board then you're dealing with like a total of four to six victory points instead of six to 12 victory points. It's much easier to shrink the game and, and force your opponent to do certain things. That's a good call. Anyways, that was just one of my yellow alliance that I've been running for the last year or so. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Great combo. I think that's the fun of yellow alliances. I'm, I like green alliances, but when you're trying to build and strategize or playing pure armies, it's a lot fairly straightforward. Doing yellow ones makes you start thinking a lot more, and it's it gets a time to kind of just be more creative, 
when you're trying to figure out how to get a competitive advantage. Um, and especially just looking through the army list. I mean, you guys tell me what you think, but I think there are certain armies that you would never play without an army bonus. Um, just to tell you what I'm thinking, Corsairs. Uh, are Arbalesters nice? Yes. Are Reavers nice? Absolutely. But would you ever not want to get your your trap bonus with Corsairs? Mm, for me, probably no. Um, I think there's a few other ones like that. Like uh, I'd say Fiefdoms. The Necromancer. Oh, Fiefdoms is great call out, yeah. Yeah, I think Fiefdoms. Uh, the Necromancer is good, and I think you're right, Mitch, because I've tried so hard to figure out how to make the Necromancer work with the Spider Queen. Mm-hmm. And just going down to 25 will without the extras, it's it's – it's just not working so far. Um, so I think a lot of those are, are are a few like that. But, I mean, then there's some armies that on the face value you say, no, I always have to have that army bonus. Then when you think about it, maybe I don't. And I think for me the Hobbit book is probably the biggest example of that on the good side because so many of the armies have great base troops and really good secondary heroes, and their army bonus revolves around – the big beefy hero in the list. So mm-hmm. example of that, Lothlorien. Um, if you're going to take Rangers, you want the army bonus. If you're going to take uh, Thranduil, want the army bonus. If you want to sneak in Legolas with a few Merkwood Elves, there's absolutely no benefit to that. So time for yellow alliances. Um, Iron Hills, same way. Mm. Uh, I th- That's a good call. I think Lake Town, what do you guys think? Lake Town, now that they have made the rule that uh, you have to have Bard in order yeah. to take uh, Alfred, I think Lake yeah. Town is kind of, you got to take it green. I don't yeah. see much benefit unless you're just trying to bring Gandalf with some filler troops. Yeah. But I, I, I want to throw one by. I've been working with you guys with that, with that concept in mind. I've been working on uh, a list. So I love Erebor Reclaimed. Erebor Reclaimed's bonus is not that great anyways because it just means that all the heroes in the list gain the Dubakar special rule. Their base troops don't benefit from it. Um, if you do take Dane, he doesn't benefit from it. So think, okay, if I have Thorin in my list, then I need the army bonus maybe. But if I'm just taking Thorin by himself, I could get away without it. So check this out. I'm trying to do a dual caster. So what I've got here is I've got uh, a thousand points and it's for a tournament that I'm thinking about in February. And I'm taking Thorin Oakenshield on Wargoat. I've got Dane Ironfoot, Radagast the Brown, and Galadriel Lady of Light are the four heroes. Uh, my model count on this is very low because at a thousand points, I'm sitting at 32, so I've still got some massaging to do. But before I go into the specifics, think about the beauty of Thorin on a goat, Dane on a pig, Radagast running around, being able to not... What is, Ra- what is Radagast's uh, equipment? Sorry. What is well, this, this, this <laughs> is a big controversy because we can go several ways. I have two options. And I'll, we'll work through it to tell you how I got to my final my final deployment. But Radagast being able to knock troops down with the uh, Nature's Wrath, and then Lady of Light doing all of her wonderful filth. Um, 
So before we get to Radagast war equipment, which will be the biggest thing that we need to discuss, uh, the way I have this kitted out right now is Thorin's got uh, 13 Iron Hills Dwarves in his warband. He's got one with a banner, and then he's got 12 with spear and shield. Dane's on his pig, and he's leading uh, 11 warriors with spear and shield. Oh, excuse me, 12 with spear and shield. He's got one dwarf without a spear, just because of the way the points worked. And then he's got a goat rider with him. The way it's currently sitting is Radagast is on an eagle. So he loses his staff, and he's at six will. With my thoughts being having that kind of range and being able to dismount when the time is right and get an eagle running around just seems nasty. And with how easy it is for Radagast to cast Panic Steed and take someone off their horse, Nature's right. Wrath is a pretty easy cast, and his heal, whatever that – I can't remember what his heal special is. Renew. 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 Where he gives someone a wound. Figure six will is probably enough to do what I need. Now, as soon as I say that, I'll wind up facing a ring, (laughs) sap will, and then Galadriel. So I've still seen Radagast on an eagle dismount a ring wraith on Felbeast, so it's doable. (laughs) Yeah, if you get priority. (laughs) Yes. Run away, big bird, run away. And then they take a, what is that, a six-inch falling damage? Oh, yes, it's beautiful beautiful that's why you always model your ring rate to be flying this far off like, the ground like the one i have <laughs> he's like stupid <laughs> um, but but so if you think about the army bonuses that i've lost with that i mean my eagle is not going to get the plus one strength mm-hmm. kind of sucks thorin loses his banner but his banner would only affect him and dane and i do have a banner in the list so well no dane wouldn't get it anyway so thorin is losing a reroll in that scenario that's it and then I'm not even sure what the White Councils is, but I think their their bonus is only that they get an extra dice to resist if there's another one by them. So would be meaningless. So I don't think I'm losing too much, but I think that could cause some major problems for just about any army build. Uh, and I think my low troop count is countered by Nature's Wrath. With Radagast moving around 12 inches, if I start to get swarmed or in trouble, pop a Nature's Wrath. Because... Correct me if I'm wrong, unlike um, a horse caster who's casting Nature's Wrath, uh, this works the same way if uh, Ringwraith on Felbeast would cast Instill Fear. Radagast can fly over your formation and cast Nature's Wrath, which he has much, much greater range with that 60 mil blaze plus the three inches. So he's got everything that encompasses that 60 mil base plus the three inches extending it. He's got way, way, way more deadly of a range with that eagle, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, 100% agree with that. I, I well, two things. But, but before one, you go, before you go, I'll just state for everybody the obvious. You could make one tweak, which is a very big tweak. You could put Radagast on his sleigh and give him Sebastian for the same points value that I've got right now. And then, so not only do you get the Radagast becomes a big fight guy on his own uh, with a lot of dice. I think that's six dice on the charge. You get a bigger base for casting. And he gets a free point of will every turn by doing that. So that's the big augmentation that I've left on the table. Oh, that's something you've left out. Yeah, because in this version of your army, your Iron Hills dwarves and all your dwarf warriors are also causing terror with Aura of Dismay if you cast that. Yes. Oh, you're stealing my thunder. Oh, <laughs> <dang it>. Sorry. <laughs> Slow down. Sorry. Um, 
I, I, I agree with you, Matt. I think the bonuses that you're giving up are far less than the strengths that you're getting. Uh, Dane Ironfoot is similar to what I just walked through with Aragorn. He's incredible. The old, I think literally the only way you stop Dane is having 17 guys to trap him for multiple turns in a row and just wait till he runs out of might, and then you get trap bonuses and try and kill him in one turn, or you magic him out. So it's just like Aragorn, having Lady of the Light to protect um, both Thorin and Dane Ironfoot is clutch. The one thing I'm look, trying to look up right now, Dane Ironfoot's Master of Battles, his profile, right? Or is that the army no, bonus? No, it's, it's army that's, bonus. That's army bonus, but I'm taking him in... Uh, Erebor uh, Reclaimed. Erebor Reclaimed, so it, it wouldn't oh, matter. Oh, it doesn't matter anyways. Yeah, I guess I guess I technically could take him from the Iron Hills, because it would make be... It, a, make it a four-team four, alliance. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do it that way, just to make it more interesting. Yeah, do that. It, hurts, it hurts less when I take him from Erebor Reclaimed, because I don't <laughs> think I'm losing Master of Battles. <laughs> That's a, well, you still, you still have Fortify Spirit on Thorin, who can hero combat every turn. So that's a huge protection there. So I love that. On to what Mitchell was talking about, the sleigh versus the eagle. I think the eagle is incredible. I think having a flying a wizard is incredible. I don't think it will serve you well long-term, like over the course of a five or six game tournament, to not have your free point of will per turn because I think Aura of Dismay is going to be your sneakiest and most valuable spell in this entire army because Lady of the Light has Harbinger of Evil. So not only are your, all your models causing terror, you're reducing the amount of charges, everybody's going to be minus one trying to charge. Mm. And so if you could pop that off early, but that's an expensive spell, and I, a lot of times you don't have time, you don't have multiple turns to try and get that five plus. you got to cast it like right now. And I will note that Lady of Light's Harbinger is only six inch. So she'd have to be pretty close to um, Radagast. So it's not a true Harbinger, but still, that's great combo, yes. But you could still put it on a flank. You could have Thorin yeah. and Dane yeah. doing something crazy. And, yeah. and wherever you're trying to bottle lock your shield wall dwarves, keep Lady Light somewhere yeah. near. No, that's good. Um, I I think that one is going to be the, the hidden gem. Because think about this. If you can stack the Lady of the Light near where you're popping nature's wrath so you're knocking people over the following turn even if you lose priority people have to decide do they want to stand up or do they want to charge you because they can't do both because if you mm. if you try to charge you have to do your charge test while you're on the ground and if you fail you can't move any further that turn so you're prone for another turn yes yeah. and so if you if you're having swaths of people on the ground deciding whether or not they're just going to get up or charge i think that could be pretty interesting it could be nasty, really nasty. I think you give more buffs to your army if you put Radagast on a sleigh, and you give more killing potential if you put Radagast on an eagle. So it, you have lots of killing potential between Dane and Thorin. So an eagle, hero combating and hurling down the line, maybe it helps. Maybe it's what you want to go for, but it depends on how much you want to balance. You have a lot of killing potential already, and you got some good buffing to your army with Lady of Light. So I guess Radagast just has to decide which side of the line he wants to fall on. Yeah, I think you guys have already convinced me because, I mean, Aura of Dismay goes off on a 5+. plus. You want to be able to throw a lot of dice at that and not worry about Radagast being useless. So, okay, we probably just switch this and put it back on the sleigh. And then, I mean, yes. when Radagast charges... <laughs> On this, I mean, he's a scary guy anyways. Uh, if he's on the sleigh and he charges a few warriors, 
Yeah. At fight five with six attacks, yeah. that's pretty sweet. Yeah. And doesn't his base on the sleigh, his whole base counts for nature's wrath. So I could sideways. Turn sideways. Yeah. You're gonna get Don't get me started about that. Your, your, <laughs> your eight-inch long mini chariot can spin around 360, but my little 60-millimeter <laughs> chariots have to pivot 45 degrees. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dude, didn't you see the movies? The little bunnies are like agility level 99. Come on, man. Okay, so while we're complaining, and I know the reason, <laughs> I know the reason they did it is because every good army can't be a green alliance because of Battle of Five Armies in The Hobbit. But how is Radagast's alliance not green with Erebor reclaimed? He flies in on the eagle to help him in the end. I mean, it's got to be a green alliance. Actually, I, I agree with that. I didn't realize it wasn't. That's... Oh, that's really bad. Yes. I honestly so, think so I honestly it, think because if you made it green, it would break the Hobbit armies. If Radagast became green with Mirkwood, with Erebor reclaimed, and with Iron Hills, it'd be true. awesome though. <laughs> that would that would just because Gandalf is almost that bad. You pay a tax with Gandalf, um, but with Radagast, you can bring any version. You can bring Supercaster. You can bring. Super annoying say, bunny man or eagle man. I yeah, I guess maybe they're they're where they're getting it is well that was only Radagast on eagle, so Radagast on horse on foot and on sleigh. That's not green. You know, I guess that's where they're going with that. But yeah, that I'm is saying Radagast is stoned too much of the time. He can't remember who he's friends with. That's yeah. true. That too. Okay, so question for you guys, just to nitpick this a little bit. So I think you've already hammered on my strategy. You you beef up Thorin and uh, Dane. Um, then you buff the entire army with having becoming terrifying and then there's a minus on their courage if you set it up right so I'm at very very low model count at a thousand points what do you think you said you're at 32 yes total So, so in my experience just my personal experience at 800 points 30 was it 36 models is like the the low like the mid to low end right it's where you're breaking a leader yeah the elite versus horde um in my experience the jump between 800 and thousand doesn't really change model count because all you're doing is getting better things so 31 you wouldn't be that scared of it if you got that kind of models at 800 points right 31 you can live with it i wouldn't be scared of it at a thousand because all you're seeing is just better stuff at a thousand not necessarily more so that's a good point it's a good point 100 percent agree and to piggyback off what you said mitchell i think the only armies that do well at more than 50 models are shooting armies so harad corsairs or the two that i've just recently played against uh, you have an answer to both of those, and your three potentially big hitters can all run swaths through those horde armies. Dane, Thorin, and Radagast calling nature's wrath and charging on five attacks. You have the potential to kill, what, two, three, four, upwards of eight to 12 models a turn just with those three people. And so you can very quickly tilt the scales and hordes usually don't have an answer for terrifying. So your anti-shooting, your anti-horde, I don't think 32 models is anything to be scared about. I will challenge you with my Depths of Moria Legendary Legion at 1,000. Ooh, nice. Let's do it. We'll see how it goes. This will be a good test run. <laughs> of course, because oh, I have I- nothing that immobilizes. 
Oh. <laughs> Although, I, know, uh, I guess Banish oh, well, yeah, works you on the Balrog. Radagast has Immobilize. Radagast has Immobilize. Yeah, he does on a 3 plus. I just saw it. You're right. And and with two spellcasters, yeah, I'm going to run out of will pretty fast. That's that's something I didn't I forgot to say. Uh, every turn your opponent's going to have to deal with instill fear going off. So mm-hmm. every turn every turn you start with instill fear. People could run away or you could break formations and then Radagast could come in with Nature's Wrath or vice versa. You could hit with Nature's Wrath, see where you get and then run the other way and do instill fear and everybody scatters. Yeah. Like, this is so annoying. It, it, I think it would be fun, and I don't think there's any army I wouldn't want to face. The only problem is, without having the eagle, I guarantee I'll play Seize the Prize. But I have March with Dane, and he's got a little pig, so we'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, how fast does Radagast Slay move? Ten, uh, inches? ten inches. Ten inches. The Slay is very susceptible to shooting, but if I face a big shooty army, I'll just stay by Lady of Light. Yeah, you have because the slay is only defense three with four wounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah horde I, armies would hate you. I really like this this idea. I do, I do like it. Because nature's well, wrath. Oh, this I'm still tripping. Nature's wrath is the annoying one because wrath of Brennan still has the. I think it still has the clarification where you don't knock things over that are more than strength six. Nature's wrath knocks everything over. So you knock trolls over. You knock. Uh, big monsters over you mo- you knock everything over yes that is so annoying well and i think the sneakiest spell in here is panic steed because clearly a ring wraith would freak out mm-hmm. um but even if you don't face a ring wraith i mean think about an army that uh i'm trying to think of something that runs a lot of cavalry like start taking royal guard out on a two plus if you don't need the spells right away because it's a 12 inch range so mm-hmm. before you engage uh, something that can't resist and they're just dismounted. Yeah. Yeah. Or any of the big horse lords, Celadon, Aragorn can use fate, I guess, but all of these big heroes, if you take them off their mound, they instantly get neutered. Yes. So I, I love the idea. Cool. I like it. Well, those are the two yellow alliances we were talking about. Are there any other yellow alliances you guys were noodling on? I guess I have one. Um, but mine, I think, is, like, everybody's, I think, thought of this or played this. It's it's uh, Kingdom of Cause of Doom. So pure key, Kingdom of Cause of Doom. The traditional weakness goes back to Durin, uh, potentially getting immobilized, transfixed. Uh, which, which, to that. Wait a second, wait a second. We're going to now counter our friends up north that said Durin was horrible when our yeah. sake of the show. Don't so, you know <laughs> Durin is bad? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't um, you gotten the word? Durin is terrible. Hey, not to, not to say anything officially, but the next time there is a tournament in the, in, in the BC area that allows people from the States to come, there are going to be three Kingdom of Kazadoom armies. We're all showing up with Durin. Durin <laughs> show in reality. We're gonna show up, <laughs> represent. And we're all gonna be. We'll all be different variations, but all three lists will have Durin. You, you say the points level. You say the games. You say the scenarios. Durin showing up. Yes. <laughs> It's funny because they were they messaged me before they had released that podcast. They're like, "I'm really sorry," and I was like, 
what what you guys do and they're like well we were talking about underrated heroes and i was like well as long as you didn't mention duran we're okay and that's literally what i said it was just <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. that's awesome i didn't get it at first because they were teasing me and i'm like oh that's only mitchell he's the only one that likes duran they're like well that's the name of your show i'm like oh yes <laughs> now I'm, <laughs> I'm offended <laughs> i forgot yes i have a stake in this uh no, the, the the alliance there is dropping Lady Delight to give uh, the army another fight six combat hero, but then also giving fortified spirit to Durin. Great. I personally don't think it's necessary, and I, I have a Kingdom of Khazad Doom where I'm going to try the double king's champion with Durin, so I just out bash people because yeah. the plus one to wound. No, no, not the plus one. The reroll ones. I have taught, Matt. You were talking about trying to give up army bonuses. That's a tough one for me to give up. With you when you have Hearthguard, potentially, or just strength four dudes with piercing strike, potentially two-handed weapons. How the re-roll ones. So amazing. I think I, I think you can include Lady of Light at a thousand. At eight hundred points, I would have a hard time breaking that uh army bonus to bring in Lady Light. Because at eight hundred points, you essentially have to have Durin and a King's Champion. And at 800 points, you basically have to drop a King's Champion to get Lady of Light in there. And that's really hard to do because you want those double banners with the fate. You want the extra King's Champion killing power. So I think – and your, the army bonus too. You're right, Marcus. Um, as someone who's played Cause of Doom a lot, uh, I don't think it needs it. Because even if Durin gets immobilized every turn, all right, fine. I still have 15 or to 18 Hearthguard with getting plus one to wound running around. Killing potential is not a problem. So even if Durin gets slowed down, like – all right, that's fine. I still have plenty of killing power. It's killing power is not, you know what I mean? Like killing power is not necessary. Now, Durin gets in trouble with Paralyze. Uh, that has get gotten <laughs> That's so, where you bring Fortify Spirit. Exactly. It's for Paralyze. This, that's the problem. This is the problem with local metas ruining your perspective of how to play the game because every army I build is like, the first question, okay, how does it stack up against Angmar? There's so much <laughs> Angmar. There's so much Paralyze around here. That's the first yes. filter. Yes. But. but I do like the combo. I do. Because I think Lady Light's great. So, obviously. Yeah, that would be sick when Durin isn't worried about that. Now, I have a quick question. It's kind of a tangent. Does Durin stop causing terror when he's paralyzed with his horn? Uh, his horn is a active ability, I think. So um, you would have to what? check. Does I think it does I'm deactivate. Looking up. I'm looking up. I think his horn is active. I'm just trying to think, because that stops Golovar from being an auto-paralyzed and charge in to kill Durin. Well, even still, I mean, he automatically wins the fight. So, I mean, it's just whether it, or not but, he passes. But Kenny, Kenny can charge with oh, the Kenny opponent on a risk ah, the charge. That's true. But I think it does turn it off. Oh, that's a bummer. I know. No, it says... Oh, this is... Okay, this is the... Uh, Question we had with Aragorn and his sword. Okay, so this is the wording. The horn of, I'm not going to pronounce it. Zyraxigl. That, that one. That this, one. Is, this is a warhorn. Additionally, it gives Durin this terror special rule. Terror is a passive special rule. The horn itself is listed as active. The warhorn being active. I can see why. He's got a blow on the horn to make it work. So, ugh. But... At terror, so the the reason I call that Aragorn, I can't. I think we talked about this on the show. Aragorn's, uh, oh my gosh, Endor, Elvid, Flame of yeah, the West. Yeah. yeah. 
the the elven maid is baked into the rule that says it's active so it's the endural four plus wounded is active and at right. the end of the first sentence or whatever it says this is an elven made sword that gives four plus to wound so all rebuttal so mobilize yeah that and, takes away active rules does that make it not an elven made sword and i think we've come down on the agreement that it's still a sword so therefore it's still an elven made sword it's just you deactivate the four plus right. i think what i'll go with durin is this is still a horn um but you don't get any of the benefits of the horn which gets deactivated so uh i think you're saying he gets the terror special rule but i think that's included in with the horn so i I don't know. That's a good FAQ. Does he lose it? I would say rules as written, it does deactivate because it's still included in that active rule. And I would say that active rule gets deactivated, which means he doesn't get his terror anymore because he's no longer blowing on his horn. I agree with it, but I don't like it. I know. I, I, I would say the same. That That's and a tricky one. And another tangent, though, I think Dern's biggest weakness and the reason he dies so many times, he only has one fate. And so the one time something bad happens, I've seen the Witch King heroic strength one punch him. It's it's anything that gets that lucky one roll and only having one fate to be able to get out of jail. Yeah. But. Yeah, I would always have a hard time losing that dwarf army bonus because what is it? Most armies you face, the only thing you don't want to see rolled is a two or a three. Uh. Yeah, for a chunk three. of your army, depending on how many hearth guard you bring, yeah. A lot of can... times, so I face defense four armies. There's a lot of those out there, so it's only twos. Just don't roll a two and yeah. kill it. <laughs> yeah, you're playing Corsairs. So there's only one thing that'll make me upset. Yep. So you have a that's that's kind of funny because with dwarves with the hearth guard you and a lot of times you either have a one in three chance or two in six chance or a one in six chance of not killing it versus most other armies is a one in six chance of killing it right mm-hmm. so I think that's pretty the kill like I said killing potential is not a problem uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of the ones where it's you have the shield wall the ministerious d seven shield wall or door or dwarf versus dwarf matchup like a hobbit store versus kingdom of cause of doom. And then all of a sudden uh, you win the fight and you go to roll to wound. Cause you have obviously King's champions, either one or two of them, lots of banners and you have piercing struck. So you're a strength five. And so you you're wounding D seven troops on fours, rerolling ones, <laughs> but it just doesn't seem right. It's, it, I, I played Mitchell's Kaz Doom one time, and it's the only time I've ever played someone where he's like, stop charging me. I don't want to kill you because he has no special <laughs> that don't let him kill. He's like, no, I don't want the I, game again. I will go on a rant right now. The amount of times I have lost a game with Kaz Doom because I've killed them too fast is unbelievable. I've lost a game to Charles because of it. I've lost a game to Matt. I've lost a game. To, oh, my gosh. It's They run in. They kill everything. They're like, I have no way to stop this now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you did not lose that game. The only reason you didn't want it, the game to end is because you were trying to kill the Balrog, and you wanted to oh. have the ability to oh. kill the Balrog before the oh. game ended. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, you still you still beat me handily, and you killed the Balrog somehow. But Hearthguard, yes. strength five, piercing strike, strength five with plus one to wound, fives to win the Balrog. <laughs> I feel like we're giving away all our secret strategies here, so I we know. better. Yeah, let's wrap this up because Duran's <laughs> terrible. If anybody hasn't heard, Duran is terrible. Okay, he's awful. Worst hero you can take in the game. So underrated or overrated, I mean. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh 
hysterically if we actually do this and then all place like bottom three of the <laughs> <laughs> last place be like Ugh. yeah they might have known what they were talking about <laughs> i've listened to three episodes for them to do this uh, yeah it doesn't matter we have our reputation of the name of our show on the line <laughs> it doesn't matter we're going down with the ship logic is out the door you played three hours to die like this <laughs> so anyways good talk guys uh, until next time peace see ya